Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Lunch Out Loud. My name is Simo and I am joined here with Jazz, who we call Does Not Jan- Dance Jazz. Uh, Jazz, I have it on good authority that you've yeah. been lying to me. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Oh, wow, okay. But today we're talking about... Um, we're going to be talking about prophecy, Jazz. You, yes. you messaged me and said you've got some things that you want to ask me. Yeah. But you're not so angry about this one. No. Which is nice. Nice <laughs> that you're not angry for one week. Oh. Um, for those who are joining us for the first time, this is our uh, Lunch Out Loud podcast. Jazz and I get together once a week and we talk about discipleship. We talk about real world issues, things that are going on in our lives. And we, uh, we use a scripture to try and work out how we can make more sense of it. Often the topics of social justice, Jazz is the uh, editor and author still looking for more writers to mm-hmm. join her cause of a social justice newsletter that she puts out once a week. You can find that on her Facebook page or on her Instagram. Instagram. You don't have a website? We have blog, yep. Yeah, which is? www.lovelifestyleblog.com.au So you can find it and you can engage with all those social justice issues that stir jazz up and you too can feel as angry as she does. <laughs> But we do a bit of discipleship here. The whole point here is iron sharpening iron. Uh, but Jazz, mm. I find out you've been lying to me. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the hip-hop class I took last week? You come here, <laughs> you choose this music after hours of us sifting through songs. We buy the license for this music. <laughs> And then you refuse to dance. (laughs) And then I find out not only are you taking one dancing class, you're taking two dancing classes. Yes. Okay. So this is, I think this is a misrepresentation and misunderstanding of facts. I did one hip hop class, which I did terribly in. But you still did it. I was not very good at it at all. And it's so funny because the instructor's like, now put some flavor into it. I'm like, this is legit. The extent. Like there is no more spice You're like, that was my flavor. (laughs) Like this is it. Uh And yeah, I was like, this is why I do ballet because I'll tell you exactly. Uh Right. So now you do ballet and hip hop. No, just ballet. And you refuse to dance for this very show that you're a part of. I only do ballet. Can you just show me one of the hip-hop moves that you learned? No. Just one? Not at all. Just a spiceless hip-hop move. I just want to see us. I'll I'll get the music (laughs) back up and going and you can give me some spiceless hip-hop. No. Come on. It's about to drop. In my head, I can't think of any. Spiceless hip-hop. With Jack. I literally cannot think of any. Because it was only one class. And I do not intend on doing it ever Come again. on, give me something. An arm move, a head move, something. I can't even think of any. Oh, we did stretches. I don't want to see you stretch. That's boring. <laughs> I can do that. Well, Jazz, um, anyway. you messaged me earlier this week and, and uh, you said, hey, I'm about to challenge you on something that you said on one of our Lunch Out Loud podcasts. I said, I dare you to. <laughs> Give me your best shot. I don't know if it was actually in the podcast, but it was something that we okay. did speak about. Um, and you were saying, like maybe it was, I don't know, I can't remember. Any of our hardcore hardcore fans might remember. But you did say, because we were talking about... I just like that idea that we actually might have some hardcore fans. <laughs> like that somebody out there somewhere is listening to some of what we're putting up. <laughs> That's just a nice thought. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, but just the concept that... And look, I think I may have understood it and then remembered it incorrectly. Nah, but that's all right. you said that there was no longer any prophets after the 
Old Testament. Mm. And I was like, but there's so many prophetic people. And I, th- I think I remember talking about this with you. In particular, we were talking about this but after um, like the, the Donald Trump uh, election loss in the 2020 election. Was it after the, that? Yeah, yeah, because I were talking about all these people who came out and were prophetically saying this. and Maybe, or was it after, did I ask you about the um, people who were like, oh, the vaccine is the mark of the beast and mm. the Lord is coming back soon? I don't know, it was one of those ones. Yeah. Either way, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Let's not get the, let the facts get in the way yeah, of okay. our story here. <laughs> That's my philosophy on life, really. <laughs> Uh, so carry on, carry on. Yes, and so that just got me thinking because I was like, oh, I wonder if Simeon meant just like that Old Testament position of prophet or the function of that prophet um, because also in the New Testament, Paul does talk about the different positions within the church and the different uh-huh. gifts, which uh-huh. do include prophecies and uh-huh. which does include the position of prophet. And then we've got so many people these days um, going Does it include about- the position of prophet or does it include the gift of prophecy? Um, I thought it was a position. Mm, I thought maybe there was one in Galatians. Let me just double check that. But um, yeah, so I was like, oh, no, no, no. I thought there was def- prophets. definitely talks about gifts. It talks about the gift of prophecy and that we should uh, use our gift according to the measure of faith that we've been given. Is that the verse that you're referring to? Um, as opposed to the office of prophet. I just remember it's the part where Paul says, so maybe I've just added it in there, but he's like, to one that's given right. the office of... We can add and take bits of, um, of the Bible in. <laughs> don't worry about it. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, where he says, to one is given like the office of pastor, to one is given the office of teacher, to one is yeah. given... The so gift, the gift. That's talking about the gifts. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely a different one <laughs> there. Um, so, yeah, actually, if you, if you want to look at it from a pure theological point of view, mm-hmm. the word that they use in Hebrew for prophet is actually very different to the word or the idea of what they're talking about in the New Testament for prophet. So mm-hmm. the Old Testament prophet was somebody who had to have been anointed and appointed and spoke directly the words of God. Mm-hmm. And so in the Old mm-hmm. Testament, you have different, different uh, elements. You've got a prophet mm-hmm. and then you also had what was called a seer. A seer who was somebody who could see what was about to happen mm-hmm. or see things in those spiritual realm. Okay. But the office of prophet was something that was set aside for somebody who had been genuinely anointed by God for that. That's what mm-hmm. that Hebrew word meant. In the New Testament, um, Jesus actually says, and this is where it comes from, this theology. I'm not saying I agree with the theology, but the theology is actually Jesus says, um, I have not come uh, to do away with any of the law or the prophets, mm-hmm. but I, in fact, I have come to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. If you look at that again in the original language, the, the theology around that is Jesus actually made every prophet complete. Therefore, mm-hmm. the office of prophet has been made complete. The function of the office of prophet has been mm-hmm. made complete. Mm-hmm. And Paul talks in the New Testament about prophecy and the word in the Greek there actually is a different word it means like someone who speaks out of like um i I think it's out of revelation or out of uh it's to to build the church the 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 gift of prophecy differs it it is i'm just trying to look it up um is the ability to receive a divinely inspired message and deliver deliver it to others in the church is what it means Mm -hmm. so the greek word there is prophet prophet Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very likely mispronouncing it. So mm-hmm. this is like purely, it's a theology that exists. Okay. okay? Yeah. So the idea is the office of prophet 
which is the anointing that's appointed within a church, yeah. that those days have been made complete in Jesus. Okay. And because of Jesus, we actually have access to the gifts of the Spirit, mm. one of which is prophecy. Okay. As is healing, as is uh, teaching, as is even wisdom. Mm-hmm. They're all gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when we have access to those, we need to understand what their function is. Mm -hmm. So that type of prophecy that Paul talks about is the ability to have a divinely inspired message from God to build the church. Yeah. So for instance, hey church, we should be focusing on this particular thing right Mm -hmm. now. It's a divinely inspired message. Mm -hmm. The office of prophet is complete because all of the prophets pointed towards Christ coming. Mm -hmm. And Jesus then... there's also theology that says that Jesus even looks at, at the fact that the, uh, the time of the prophet is done when he says, no one knows the day or the time or the hour of when that second coming moment is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then is it incorrect to be calling people prophets now? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, it's an interesting question. I think particularly a self-proclaimed prophet is a, definitely an incorrect idea. Mm-hmm. Operating in the gift of prophecy is not. Mm-hmm. So saying, and, and, and sometimes we confuse prophecy with a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So a word of knowledge is when God downloads something that you shouldn't know or mm-hmm. sometimes gives you a, a picture or an image of what a person's going through that perfectly articulates what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, now everything in my mind makes sense. It then edifies and builds them. Edifies isn't just a sense of, hey, Jazz, I really like your hair. Or, hey, Jazz, what's that little nose ring thing that you've got going on today that you know I despise? What's that, my God? You wore it on purpose. I know you did. I know you did. And now I'm going to like stare across and look at it and pretend like, hey, I'm completely cool with this, man. Don't even worry about it. Uh, my daughter's come home with one of those. I'll be like. One of them did say to me when I wore it to church, they're like, oh, I really like your ring, Jazz. What's it called, that, that Septum. Area? Septum. Yep. Yeah. And I said to them, oh, yeah, did you know it's actually a cultural and traditional item worn in pre-colonial Mesoamerica, but you have to ask your parents before you get one. So I did tell them to ask Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no worries. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's not saying, hey, you look good or you're a really mm-hmm. nice person. The edifying is, is the idea there is it draws people closer to who God is. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Yeah. Okay. So so you said there's a difference between a word of knowledge and prophecy. Mm. So is it that a word of knowledge is more personal and prophecy is more general, like for a larger group of people? Or because yeah, I think I when I think about like how I've received words, I yeah, I'm always like Oh yeah, I've just received a word. I'm ne- I've never said I've received a prophecy. Mm. So, yeah, just like what is the difference, and how should they be delivered, and who should they be delivered by? Delivered by, and how do we receive them and test them mm. and consider them? Well, because because we have the the gift of of the Bible, uh, the prophecies should be in accordance in an alliance with what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. So it's a divine divinely inspired perspective or revelation mm-hmm. that lines completely perfectly with the word of God, often uses the word of God, 
to bring about the building of his church, to bring mm-hmm. about the building of his people. So there is a ma- the, the, the difference is a prophecy builds the broader church. A word mm-hmm. of knowledge mm-hmm. is at the start of a conversation and not the end of the conversation. Okay. People will sometimes use the word of knowledge and go, I got this word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So somebody might have a word of knowledge. Somebody in here has got a, a sore knee. Right, okay. Or I might go up to a stranger and go, hey, God's been telling me that you've been really struggling with this particular thing. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. No, no, no. That's the beginning of the conversation that God mm-hmm. wants to have with them. Mm-hmm. It creates the mm-hmm. open doorway for God to begin to so minister. So kind of like pinpoints. Yes, a ministry area. Plus yeah, okay. it gives evidence for the person to then be able to receive the gospel, which is the good news yeah. that God can help them. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and then it can just be a word of knowledge for another Christian and yeah. By the way, you're allowed to disagree. You're allowed to challenge what I'm saying. Here. Oh, I. This is an area that I've always been kind of interested in, yeah. but I don't. I'm not going to say I'm not gifted in it because I don't know. You never know what the Lord's going to reveal to you. There are definitely people who would disagree with me and think that the office of prophet still exists, and I can mm-hmm. understand what they're saying. I'm just explaining to you the theological reasoning behind this. Yeah. My personal opinion of it is that all of us have access to the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that all prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus. And so mm-hmm. the office of prophet, I don't necessarily see it as a necessary office. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different thing. But it's the same perspective I have of, of pastors. I am a pastor. I'm a, uh, you know, a lot of people who listen to this know that my wife and I, we, we run a, a church that you're a part of. But I, I honestly believe that the word and the way we we've term, we use the term pastor, which is a word that was used in, in scriptures, is we've we've made it to be like this office rather than this calling that all of us have on over our life. Mm, mm-hmm. Same with evangelist. <coughs> I mm. genuinely believe that all of us are called to evangelize. There are some people yeah. who are really gifted at it, really good at it. I get that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't take away the responsibility of everyone to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of us are called to use the gift of prophecy. Okay. There are some people who are really good at it and they're going to do it more frequently because they've got a real high level of sensitivity to the Spirit mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. All of us are called to use all of these gifts, but we just have different measures of faith for them. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul okay. talks about. Yeah. Okay. Each one should use their gifts according to the me- measure of faith that they have for those. Well, what's, okay. what's the, it's Galatians, isn't it? Galatians. Um, I think it's Ephesians 4, actually. Ephesians. No, I think. I know it is. <laughs> you looked it up, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're just being really passive. Like, oh, thank Actually, you. I um, wonder whether it's Ephesians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking it up now just to make sure that I am saying the right things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I was looking up something else in King James Version. This Actually, no, yeah, it was King James. Um, New King James, actually, version this Ephesians morning. Ephesians 4, did you say? Yeah. And so when it opened it, it says spiritual gifts. But then I think in another translation I've used, it says the office. Which is where I let me have. You keep talking, Jazz. Ask me something um, quickly while I type this up. Well, yeah. In, looking, in this version, it says he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, and some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors and teachers. Um, and these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith. So this one is saying that we still need prophets. So, so I'm so, just trying to – can you give me the verse here? I'm just reading. So number verses. 11. Verse 11. Um, so this is saying right, that right, right, right. we still need them because then it goes on to say in 13 that we'll, they'll still be functioning until we become well, – until the return of Christ basically. So then I guess that's where I was confused when you said that. I was like, oh, but 
don't we still need prophets or is it just that we still need that gifting? Now, I'm just looking up the, um, <coughs> the original Greek here to find out whether it's that same word that, uh, yeah, it is. It's the same word. It's, the, yeah. it's that prophetias word. So it's, a, it's the people who are bringing that divine inspiration of what mm-hmm. the word of God is saying to build up the church. So, so we need people who are doing that. Word. It's a different word to the Hebrew word. Oh yes. Okay. So the Hebrew word was an officer. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, um, it was, you know, it was somebody who was in that appointed by God and anointed yeah. by God. Which I guess makes sense when you consider, because like, how could you say that God is anointing someone here? But back in old Israel, they literally should have been a theocracy, and we're, I guess to an extent still a theocracy, right? Um, with God as the head and then a king mm, that the mm. people pleaded him for. Um, because at the, who is the, who is the first prophet? Oh, well, I guess they had all the judges. Were judges considered prophets as well? Well, Moses was considered a prophet too. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm just trying to think like the first prophet in Israel with like the king. Or in Israel, Samuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but was there any prophets before him? Moses. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, but that's like a whole different society. It's a whole different functioning. Whereas now... We don't have that. Well, we and all have that set up like, anymore. So they would speak on behalf of God. That's why Moses was that sort of original prophet. But right? now, Holy Spirit should be the one who's convicting us of the things that the prophets used to convict the Correct. Israelites of. Correct, because we all have access to that. Mm-hmm. And so, right, okay, it's a different function now. That yeah. that person who brings their gifting is somebody who has a particular gifting to be able to go. Hey, this is what the Word of God is you know, saying that mm-hmm. we need to, to sharpen up mm-hmm. on, to yeah. build into us as a church. Mm-hmm. So then could There is an element, by the way, there is mm-hmm. an element. If I'm not I'm not gonna try and take this away to say that yeah. there's not a, a element of that word that talks about the ability to foretell the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I think it's just more that it's like um the the gift of that prophecy is to say, hey God's saying for us to uh, focus on this particular area as a church, to mm-hmm. to get better at grace, to get better at this, mm-hmm. because there's a time coming when we're going to need to do this. God's saying for us to memorize his word, because there's a time coming where the word is going to be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm talking about yep, by okay. that. Yep. So there is an element of God saying that this thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think where it gets dangerous is when people sift their own views and their own worldviews, be it mm-hmm. left, be it right, be it centre, be it you know outside, mm-hmm. back, wherever it is. Like mm-hmm. what people use that worldview and then they use their own physical research or their own YouTube videos research mm-hmm. to then dictate what they now believe God is saying. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is maybe what a lot of people are questioning has happened in the last few months where – People who were considered prophets in the church um, world um, were making prophecies that Trump would be president again this year. That predictions they weren't prophecies. Well, why weren't they prophecies? Because they didn't come to fruition. So if you get if a prophecy needs to be an accurate thing. Okay, so, so now in prediction. hindsight we can say they're predictions, but false would prophecy. It, yeah, would it be have? Would we have still called it a prophecy back five months ago before we knew what would actually happen or before we actually saw what would happen? Because a lot of these people mm. that I... The question is, was it building the church? 
Maybe they were. Maybe they thought they were. How? Strengthening the American church's <laughs> resolve. And I think what also is really, um, you know, builds a church with prophecies is that when you receive a right prophecy, then you're even more confident in other things that mm. you feel called to or that the church as a whole feels well, is called to to like, well, yes, that was correct. That was accurate. Because I feel like the Lord's done that with me where he's like literally told me the most random things. Mm. Like one time he just told me, oh, your friends, they're going to name their baby this. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't even remember the last time I spoke to them, but all right. Uh, maybe it's not from the Lord, but then the next night mm. they announced the baby's name and that same night or like, you know, one or two nights around the same time, the Lord also said something else to me about something else in my life. So mm. I was like, oh, you gave me that word about the baby that seemed inconsequential to then confirm that you do still speak to sure. me. And so it's so, to build you and edify yeah. you. So you're wondering so whether it was that. It's interesting because if you actually read the, if you read the rest of this, it says this. So it says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So really, you could say that the gift of prophecy is for immature Christians. It's to build up immature Christians yeah. until they can hear from the Spirit of God for themselves. Yeah, okay. So which goes back to what you said before. If those people were to represent God, the prophet, the office of the prophet, was to represent God so that God could speak to his people. Okay. That was how people heard from God, through mm -hmm. the prophets. Mm -hmm. Now, God speaks through his spirit to all mankind. Mm -hmm. He uses his word, which is the scriptures, and then he uses his spirit, which lines up with the word, which is the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And that's how we begin to hear God. And that's what then what the, the office of the prophet, or the prophet, sorry, not the office of the prophet, the, the gift ministry? of that, yeah, the ministry of the prophet is to begin to teach people to build them up so that they can hear from the Spirit of God themselves. Okay. Not so that they can say, I'm a prophet, listen to all that I say. So then what, is it actually irresponsible? Like not saying anyone is asking a question. You can you can say it is or isn't. Um, but is it then irresponsible to be taking that role or that gifting of prophecy and then applying it to things like politics? Yeah, I think it is. Because that... It's hard though because if God has... It is one of those weird ones though because maybe... If the Lord's prompting you to do something, you yeah, got to do it. But then it, where does it line up with the scriptures? Yeah. That's the difficult the difficult thing right there. Because and, and I think what we've found is that maybe God is humbling a whole bunch of his people at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I've, I've, I've taken away from these last six months is that we, we've got to be really careful and understand more about what that gift of prophecy actually looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because one of the big things that I've seen like through the last 30 years of my life being part of church is prophets, quotation marks, coming out and giving prophetic words, also quotation marks, um, of the date that the Lord will return. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, you know, even as a kid, like, eh, the Bible literally says. No one will no know. No one knows. Oh, but you know, of course. Yeah. So then that, anytime I ever heard that, I was like, well, that's not correct. You're think, a false prophet. I think even then, Joseph, one of the issues is that people wait for a prophet's word to, before they make a decision, you know, rather than actually going, wait, the spirit of God can speak to me mm -hmm. and I can be responsive to what he's saying to me about this mm -hmm. particular area. 
Remember I said before that words of knowledge are always the beginning of the conversation. Same mm-hmm. with the prophetic words. It's the beginning of the conversation to draw people closer to God. And the building up means it means to be able to draw people to a closer picture and image of who God is. Mm-hmm. So if I was to give you a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, it would be to build you up to see Christ more. Mm-hmm. Not just so you can go, wow, Simeon. I, and should, I, guess I should go to Simeon if I've got a big, hard decision to make. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm teaching them how to go to God. Yeah. That's what it needs to be. Yeah. And I guess that also then the prophet should, or the person with the gift of prophecy, should be responsible to not enough. Like, oh, the Lord gave me this word, but that person's not ready yet, so I'm not going to give it to them yet. I'll give it to them when the time comes. Yeah, well, that's a whole or, other story then, oh, isn't okay. it? Yeah, because that's that's I, I, d- I definitely agree with that because I've mm-hmm. seen that go disastrously mm-hmm. bad sometimes is when... Uh, people give a, a word out of season or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, um, they're acting out of their own decision-making rather mm-hmm. than out of the wisdom of, of yeah. God when that happens. Because I have a friend um, who I haven't seen... That's good, Jazz. I'm happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the first time I've seen you dance right there. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited about my friend. Uh, no, I have... A few friends. Anyway, um, but this particular <laughs> friend, <laughs> this particular friend is someone who I hadn't seen for years. Um, and I remember the Lord gave me a word to give to them. Oh, I'm just trying to think if this story is actually relevant. <laughs> That's all right. Just go for it now. You've okay. committed. Because I guess, <laughs> yeah, okay. Or we could just end it there. Just to end the story there. <laughs> I had a friend. Anyway, I met with them. <laughs> And that's um, all I wanted to let you know. And I remember the last time I saw them, which was actually quite a number of years ago, um, the Lord had actually placed on my heart to encourage them in some way. And uh-huh. like, I don't know if you could say it was like a word of knowledge or no, I wouldn't say it was prophetic. No, um, but it was like, you know, that word of knowledge, encouragement. Um, and then it was, I anyway, so I hadn't seen them for a long time and they hadn't contacted me and I felt the Lord give me a few more words for them mm. um, just because in that time frame I'd been praying for them and um, the Lord said, Lord spoken to me, but I didn't feel like it was time to contact them and give it to them. And then I saw them last week for the first time in years and I gave them one of the words or the same one that he'd given me previously as well as one of the new words. But then I've got this list of other ones there um, that I was like, oh, this is not time to give it to mm, this person. Mm. Um, so I guess I was starting that story to ask then. So is that also how prophetic words can work sometimes? Yeah, the Lord may a have a few yeah, 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 yeah. and then we just... Well, the, the thing, I, I remember hearing a um, guy called Sean Bowles who, who said this, is that words of, of uh, discernment, sorry. He said discernment in the beginning of the conversation, God's not into just giving you information about a person for mm. no reason. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, what? why, God, did you want me to know this stuff about mm. this person? Do you want me to pray for them? Do you want me to communicate it to them? What in what specifically are you wanting to happen? Mm-hmm. God's beginning a conversation with you about a person. Mm-hmm. It's not just so he can gossip. Mm-hmm. He's, he's definitely not into gossip. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? that's like, true. He's not standing mm-hmm. around the water cooler going, mm, I don't know whether you know this, Jazz, but yeah. uh, let me tell you what Simeon's been doing. <laughs> He needs help, that guy. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. it's not his nature. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to go against who he is. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what are you doing about those things? What are you praying into? Mm. What's the next follow-up question is, thanks, God, for sharing this and trusting me. Mm-hmm. Shows that you love me. Now, now, what would you like me to do? Because I'll be willing mm-hmm. to do whatever you want me to do. You want me yeah. to share it? I'll share it. You want to pray for them faithfully? I'll pray mm-hmm. for them faithfully. Yeah. Oh, I guess also another thought I had off of that example was that 
sometimes I guess we are given a word that we don't necessarily need to share. So like maybe was it then irresponsible for people who received that what they believed was a word from the Lord that was saying, okay, Trump will be president or I'm going to return on this day. Mm. Um, and maybe that's stuff that they shouldn't actually be sharing. They mm. shouldn't act because, you know, seeing all the all those prophecies about well, both those issues definitely did not cause unity, mm. definitely caused a lot of dissension in the church. It made the church and the God that these people are serving look foolish. Yeah, and like, yeah, now on on the other side of it, it did does make them like they're being very harsh. By the mocked. way, I'm always amazed when I see God do things. So like um, there was somebody who messaged me just recently. They'd been waiting months to be able to hear about a loan uh, and it had been a real journey for them and they'd been really stressed about it. And I just remember sending a message saying, I was on uh, Monday last week. I said, I'm going to pray that God gives you an answer this week. Mm-hmm. I left and I like, finished that and went, went Geez, God, I hope you come through because otherwise I'm going to look real mm-hmm. foolish. That Thursday they messaged me and said, uh, we've been conditionally approved for our loan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And it's because I, like there is a risk when you speak out mm-hmm. um, and there's an element where you're like, gosh, I hope you come through on this, God. Yeah. I just didn't get that mindset. I didn't get that attitude from a lot of people who are prophesying this out of the other. I think yeah. there's a number of risks when it comes to declaring yourself a prophet. There's a number of risks when we, we put somebody with the gift of prophecy on the pedestal. If it's not for the purpose of drawing us closer to Christ, then they're not, they're not actually operating out of that gifting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're not accurate. Remember mm-hmm. the fortune teller that was following around? Mm-hmm. There's a story mm-hmm. in the New Testament. I'm pretty sure it's in Acts. Mm-hmm. And there's this fortune teller that's following around uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Or is it Peter? No, no oh. it was Paul. Was it both of them? Was it when they I'm were together? Sure. I'm not sure. They were following them around. I think it might have been Paul because it was when he was arrested and he was a Roman citizen. Yes. Yes, it was Paul. So Paul's being... You know, what she's if it follow- was actually Peter? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll look it up. Um, if it is Peter, then just disregard this entire podcast. <laughs> if it's Paul, you can, you know you can trust us. <laughs> anyway. They, they're being followed around and they get sick of it because she's shouting all these things mm-hmm. about these men are, you know, mm-hmm. teaching about who, the Son of God, blah, 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 blah. And they cast this spirit out of her. Mm-hmm. She was a fortune teller uh, and then she was no longer able to accurately foretell the mm-hmm. future. The people got angry because they couldn't make money. But she was mm-hmm. accurately foretelling the future. Yeah. And she was actually accurately speaking about who these guys were. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it and go, okay, there is, there is realness in fortune-telling. There is realness in people who can mm-hmm. foresee what's happening. It doesn't mean they're acting on behalf of God. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, a guy called Balaam in the Old Testament mm-hmm. who was called a seer. He yeah. used a multiplicity of, of different gods that he'd worship and, yeah. until he encountered the, the living God. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, I'm going to look up whether it was Paul. While I'm, you're, I'm you're thinking talking. now that it was Peter. Might have been Peter. I think it was actually Peter because I feel like the response was very more characteristic of Peter than Paul. Anyway, because I know them personally, my other friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess like it's just, it's, I guess it's for me, I've wanted to bring up this topic because I thought, well, it is quite troubling then to number one, see people who have prophesied in these different areas and it was wrong. <sighs> Were Good you news. wrong? Good news, everyone. You can trust this podcast. It was Paul. Paul? It was Paul. It was Paul. 
<laughs> just don't trust what Jazz says because she said, I'm pretty sure it's Peter. I'm pretty sure it's Peter. <laughs> Seems like him. No, no, it was Paul. Which you vibes. said Paul straight at first. Yeah, okay. We, you were like, I think I it's just Paul. doubted myself. Yeah, because anyway. after that he got arrested and then he was like, oh, did you know you arrested a Roman citizen? And then they were like, oh, sorry. He got arrested so many times, though. Yeah, but that was the one where he then um, pleaded he to Caesar. and pulled out that card. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get out jail free like, card. That's right, yeah. No, I appealed to Caesar, yeah. he said. And they were like, don't appeal Dang to it. Caesar. <laughs> 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 so then they took him to Rome. Yeah. Um, they shipwrecked, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, he, he had a wild ride from there. Didn't he what? Um, but then, yes, I guess like going back to, I want to talk about this because the like prophetic words should be taken very seriously. Yeah. Um, and just seeing so many people who were very well respected as prophets then have this happen. I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen many prophets. Apologies. I also haven't really looked them up, but usually I do see them come through on my um, different feeds. Um, haven't seen much apology, and I guess it's just kind of left me thinking, well, if they were wrong about this, what is it actually doing to us as Christians? Are we going to doubt the Lord, mm. or are we just going to be, it's fine. Like, Just mm. because people are wrong doesn't mean that Christ is wrong. It doesn't mean that we discredit oh, everything good. Christ does. Mm. But then how do we honour and respect that gifting and honour and respect Holy Spirit when he moves there. And then if we do have this gifting of prophecy, how do we um, steward it well and responsibly that it actually honours Christ and it honours us? Because, yeah, just like seeing the way that even other Christians have responded to these prophets who were like, oh, yeah, Trump will be there again. And like, no, he hasn't. Mm. Does it mean they were wrong? Does it mean that there's been this great? Because I think a lot of people are like, no, it's wrong because the Lord said this, so he's meant to be. Well, are you saying that God's not pow- powerful enough yeah, to yeah, actually yeah, yeah, see yeah. through his prophecy? Because that's not the case. The Lord is powerful. Like He can literally make the most incredible things come to pass. So if it hasn't come to pass, maybe you're wrong, mm. not, not other people Stopping the prophecy from coming to pass. Anyway, so yes, there's all these questions, all these things I'm considering around it um, and just wanting to clarify, okay, do we actually still have this need for prophets? Do we actually still have this need for prophecy? Um, yes, and how we do. do we do it better? Yes, we do. Like, I'm glad you finished with that question because I was like, okay, there's six questions in here. Quick brain, remember them. And then I got distracted oh, by this toy that you bought me from El Salvador. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, what was her first question? Because um, a lot of people may not realize this, but I have a very low attention span. <laughs> and what? I, yeah, you're not surprised because you know me. But people who are listening might be like, wow, this guy sounds really profound. <laughs> but meanwhile, I'm actually playing with this toy from El Salvador and trying to, to win at this thing. Anyway, but in answer to your question, is there still a need for prophets? Yes, there is. Yeah. The, the there's New always Testament, a need for Jesus? Correct. Well, the New Testament version of the prophet. Mm-hmm. As long as we have maturing Christians... We have mm-hmm. a need for prophets because mm-hmm. until we have maturity in Christ, we need people who can, through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God, having those two things line up, using things like words of knowledge, using the gifts of the Spirit to be mm-hmm. able to accurately give us an idea of what we need to be doing mm-hmm. to be built up into maturity in Christ. Mm-hmm. You and I were having a conversation off air about some of the things that both of us are needing to do to mature in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's the same thing. But yes, those gifts are still needed. What I think is dangerous is when we declare somebody as a prophet and therefore we must listen to all that they say. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think that's where we kind of uh, 
that's where we enter into danger areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we we need to be mature enough in Christ mm-hmm. to be able to hear from the Spirit of God who mm-hmm. is convicting, who is bringing those changes and challenges for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And do you remember the exact reference for the scripture that says something like um, test test the word or test the prophecy against the spirit or with the spirit? Is that... It does sound really familiar. I mean, if you were like semi-professional, you would have at least looked up some of these things. Guys. Oh, man. Look, I, had, don't worry. I had thoughts. And you I keep like, talking and I'll look it up for you. I often have thoughts where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good topic. And then I just don't think of like the different scenarios and different conversations we could go down to actually go, oh, what, what should I be prepared with? Um, but I feel like that's everything and anything. If we like... We should just always bring things back to Holy Spirit anyway and just ask him, is this the right thing to do? Is this the right word to believe? Is this the right action to take? Keep talking. Have you, oh, you haven't found it? I have, but I'm oh, just I'm just wanting to find it in... Um, the Greek. The, no, 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 no. In, <laughs> no. You do know I like my Greek. Um, I'm wanting to find it in its context. I found okay. the actual yeah. verse. Okay. But you, you keep asking your 14 million questions and talk through your struggles. See, this is just how I process everything. I'm like, okay, let's get all these except for getting ready for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly you don't think about that. Um, but just, yeah, like everything in life, I'm, <laughs> I don't know, especially because I don't like to admit that other people are right. So if they tell what? me something, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to check that with Holy Spirit. But I think it actually has led me to a good habit of going back and being like, okay, Holy Spirit, just because well, this person said this one thing doesn't necessarily mean it's Well, one of my favourite verses in Acts 17, which says the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessals because they heard what Paul had to say. They received it with great eagerness and they studied the scriptures every day to see if what he said was true. And mm. as a result, many of them became believers. So well mm. done, Bereans. You did good. You did real good. They were, they were actually... Okay. Searching it out for themselves. Uh, it's in First Thessalonians chapter five, mm-hmm. which coincidentally we're going through First Thessalonians at, uh, are, at yes. church at the moment. For those who come every Sunday, you would have gone through <laughs> at least the first three chapters now, wouldn't they, Jazz? Look, <laughs> I think that's huh? very passively aggressive. Without, again, a misunderstanding of the facts. <laughs> what? 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 Were you at R&B class, hip-hop class? Were you at ballet? No, were you doing I, a were you doing one of those uh, flash flash mobs doing a dance somewhere no. to this tune? Is that what was happening? No. I was at work That's the night before and then I got called to stay at work uh-huh. and do my o- an overnight shift. So that's what happened. So you stayed at work all day on Sunday. I stayed at work until 10 a.m. Really? Mm. Yep, from 10 a.m. the night before. You, you missed out on a cracking I message. I know. I've cracking heard. message. All right. I'll go back. It says, do not treat, in First Thessalonians chapter 5, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Mm. Hold on to what is good and reject every mm-hmm. kind of evil. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you are right. It does say to test them. Um, I think it's really interesting how it says don't treat them with contempt because a lot of people will hear prophecy and be like, stupid or like Mm. that's ridiculous how would they say that there's no possible way um or even i know a lot of other people probably have done this as well consider it with fear and be like oh my gosh if that comes to pass like that's horrible and Mm, it's just mm, terrible mm. um which also like you know the lord's given me dreams which some i know i definitely know some of the dreams he gives me are definitely like yep that's a jesus dream whereas others i'm like 
did I eat too much <laughs> that night and just have a really realistic dream? Um, yeah, and there's yeah, definitely yeah. some dreams that I've had that I'm like, okay, Lord, like there is no possible way that's ever going to come to pass. Mm. Um, but, or even, I don't want that to come to pass. So there's that fear in there as well. So not just contempt, but also fear where I'm going like, no, don't want that. But I think that's wrong to receive prophecies that way because it doesn't allow the Lord to move and yeah. for him to it, – it gives our own understanding to the situation instead of what I, we actually I, um, should be doing. I really appreciate you bringing that verse up because I do like what it says about hold on to what is good and mm-hmm. reject what is evil. There's a possibility mm-hmm. that even amongst these people who have made these false prophecies as you've declared them, they're, they're still mm-hmm. good. Mm. Like I get it. They got them. They got things wrong. Mm-hmm. Some evil got in there. Some sin got in there. Some yuck got in there. But it doesn't mean that it erases any sense of good. Well, um, we're gonna run, we're just about out of time, just. But I do want to mm-hmm. finish with this idea or this thought of just kind of going, and then I'm gonna give you an opportunity to finish with any mm-hmm. thoughts that okay. you have. Is that the idea of of the prophet is to build the church to maturity in Christ? Mm-hmm. And I want to apologize because there's probably ch- times where I've. I've let evil in and I haven't and I hope that if I prophesied over people and, and there's been evil in there that God's good has still been able to be held on to. And mm-hmm. my hope and my prayer and I repent on my old thinking of prophecy. This hasn't always been my thinking of prophecy, but I do think it's actually a nicer and a, and a, a more aligned to what the Spirit of God is thinking mm-hmm. of prophecy. I need to acknowledge that that hasn't always been the case. And I just want to make sure that as a church leader, I acknowledge that our job as leaders, our job as, as pastors is to get you to be a pastor, is to get you to be a leader to the world around you, is to get you to be the maturity where you can outwork all of these things that you see being outworked. Jazz? Um, I just feel like I want to encourage anyone who is waiting for something to come, for a word to come to pass, just um, keep seeking the Lord, keep giving it back to the Lord um, as you wait for it to come to pass and just trust him that he will bring whatever it is to pass. But also seek him out about it. What you think it is may not be what it is. Um, but yeah, seek him out about it and he'll make it much more clearer. Clearer, much clearer. Jazz, that was <laughs> deeply prophetic. Oh, I'd like to predict and go. not prophesy. <laughs> I'm not predict that one day you're going to dance to this music. Maybe. Remember, folks, it's a prediction, not a prophecy. Because it may not happen. She is so determined <laughs> to not dance. I won't use the stubborn word. Just determines. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can join us any Sunday at City Point in Infantry. In fact, any one of our City Point locations. Or you can check out some of the other programs that are on our uh, podcast channel, which is 3D. Uh, there's more podcasts coming up. We've got some of our more ideas. But uh, you can join us online on Facebook. You can follow Jazz's Instagram, Facebook, or her website. Thanks again, guys. And we will see you next week. I turned you down so you didn't get to be heard saying goodbye. Oh, bye. If you want Jazz to dance, please send us through some encouragement, some videos, (laughs) something. Because she clearly is learning, just not willing to share it with you.